Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything. Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday morning, hoping all is well with you out there today. Ever since I started this show, I've been wondering, well, a lot of questions actually, but one in particular is is what I've been pondering and what I'm going to talk about today. How many people, like what percentage of people who use Kratom actually experience a withdrawal when they stop? And ridiculously enough, I was surprised at how little information there is out there when I searched this. I don't know why I was surprised, but that's on me. <laughs> anyway, so I keep on looking, and I'll continue to look for more information, of course. But depending on where you look online, you can find a lot of different figures on this. Um, I have found figures around 60 to 70%, 50%, 30%, and then a few people out there say that everyone is lying because no one withdraws. And a few people out there are saying everyone withdraws and uh, they're all in denial. (laughs) So that's a fun thing to navigate. But anyway, I am trying to. And as I wade through it all, I'm starting to develop an understanding or a way of understanding how many people might withdraw who use Kratom. And I'm starting to develop this understanding because I'm putting together some categories to help me think about this. Mind you, this is not like based on scientific studies. Those figures that I just cited, those were figures that I did find in different studies. But this is really, as with most figures that we have based on, you know, what we know about what people experience with Kratom and why they take it, this would be based on self-reported user experiences that they've put out there online. So I'm developing these categories through a huge bias lens, but I'm trying not to be. I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, I'm surfing through Reddit myself here, but I'm like looking at the subreddit Kratom page, the subreddit quitting Kratom page, and I'm trying to to weight them both equally and look at like some random month the past year. So this is what's been like helping me develop an understanding of what factors might go into whether or not someone withdraws from Kratom. And here's what I've been thinking. At first, I thought this was going to be like three main categories. But now I'm realizing it's more like five or six. So you tell me if I'm missing anything important, but I'm trying not to dive too much into the weeds here and just try to parse out the main factors that go into, you know, what's going on here, how many people are withdrawing, and maybe we can figure out why or why not. So here we go. Here's my feeble attempt at the categories for understanding why people do or don't or whether they do or don't withdraw after stopping their use of Kratom. So the first one, how much Kratom were they taking? And at first I was satisfied with that as the first category, but then I realized, well, you need more than that. So it's like, how much Kratom were they taking? Then you need to know, you know, at at what frequency, you know, how many times did they take it on average? Were they taking it three times a day, once a day, once a week, once a month, occasionally miscellaneous, uh, more or less? Then I think the next thing is in what form were they taking it? And this one I just thought of like as I started recording this podcast, I had to go back and reframe this because usually I just like do these podcasts on cut you guys, honestly, because I'm just spilling out my brains and my heart and my guts and letting you all either stomp on it or pick it up for me, (laughs) which thank you for that when you do (laughs) the latter. 
But anyway, today I'm trying to be a bit more put together for you. So yes, what form do people take it in? Because extracts I've become very skeptical of since I started doing this show for a lot of reasons. I should do an episode on that. And extracts are very different than powder. Powder is very different than the leaf. And an old dried leaf is a lot different than the one you just picked off the plant a second ago. So how are people taking it and how were they taking it? Were they doing all like just one of those things or were they doing a mix? So that's the that's that category. Then this final piece, how long after you stop taking Kratom until you start feeling anything if you're feeling anything or if not? Like basically to break this down into a very simple uh, sentence or question rather, how long has it been since you stopped using Kratom? You know, up to the point where you are now putting out a report of it, a self-report of it online, for instance. So this this could be based off of someone who's saying, oh, I haven't, you know, I stopped taking Kratom for three weeks and I didn't feel a thing. You know, okay, three weeks, that's what I'd mark you down as and no withdrawal symptoms or at least no perceived withdrawal symptoms. This isn't me definitively saying someone's not withdrawing or withdrawing. This is me saying this is what they're saying that they're going through. Um, someone else might say, I stopped taking Kratom and like, you know, eight hours later, like before bed, I started having trouble or, you know, the next day or two days later, I started having these real bad issues and it's very much, you know, that was the only factor that changed. So that's definitely it. So I would write that down as that amount of time and yes, to withdraw. And this is, you know, what they see happening to themselves. And, um, so that's, that's kind of the idea. My hope is that this is going to help me understand this better. And also, my hope is to figure out where I'm messing up. Because I think that these categories are wrong. And that's the big twist of the episode today, if you've managed to stick around this long. I don't think that I have a pretty good understanding of this. And to the point where I'm pretty confident that this is not a very wide-encompassing, you know, all-encompassing, rather, way of figuring out, you know, based on self-reports submitted on those two subreddit Kratom pages, how many people withdraw. There's a million factors missing from this, of course, but even given the fact that I wanted to think about this simply, I still think that there's probably things that need to be included. For instance, now that I'm thinking about it, (laughs) I'm not going to go back and re-record this again. Uh, you deserve better from me. You deserve a transparent, straightforward, one-cut episode. Anyway, um, I'm not going to go back and re-record this. I'm Now I'm thinking like, well, there's got to be more like to it, especially around why were they taking it? What's their history? Do they have a history of, of addiction? But then, you know what, you guys? Thinking about it now, why they're taking it might be relevant, but maybe not. And do they have a history, I mean, of, of drug dependence? Well, that's kind of irrelevant. I don't really care. My my, The thing I want to find out is, do they withdraw? And that, you know what? Maybe it's not irrelevant. See, you're, le- you're just listening to me rambling. You're listening in my head just as I spill it out right now. So I'm sorry. This is me talking to myself in a room and you happen to be listening. So here we go. Welcome to my room. Um, It's interesting. I'm wondering, I'm kind of wondering if... You can't, you can't like say that it's going to affect the way that you withdraw based on why you were taking it. But then again, if you're taking it because of some reason 
that has to do with like pain in your body or something, then maybe there's something there that would make you more apt to dealing with the withdrawal or more sensitive to things that other people might not feel because you're already kind of like your body's already dealing with a lot. And then my other thought around that is my other thought around that is something along the lines of if you have a history of drug dependence, I feel like you would know better than anybody whether or not you're withdrawing. I don't know if that's true, but I mean, like my brother, he knew he knew when he was withdrawing from something and when he was not. I mean, I I would never think that I knew anything more than he did when when it came to that. He had plenty of experience with withdrawing from many different substances and at the same time, he was not very healthy. And if he was experiencing withdrawal from something, maybe he wouldn't have known because he was already dealing with a lot of different issues that were, you know, effects of the other drugs that he had been addicted to and the things he went through as a result of that. And so he already felt like crap a lot of the time. You know, what's one more rock added to the pile? Like, could he, would he have really been able to tell if he ever had tried? you know, create him more than the one time he did. And like, let's just say he was using it a lot, which he didn't. Um, If he stopped using it, would he have been able to tell if he was withdrawing or not? I don't know. That's a really, that's a thought. That is a thought. All right. So anyway, all this in saying, now I'm coming back to it and remembering you're here. Sorry. Now, um, all this is <laughs> in saying that I think that I need to think of this longer and more thoroughly. I wanted to go about this in a simple way because I just want to know the dang answer. How many people withdraw from Kratom when they stop taking it? But there's a lot that goes into it, and I can't really dismiss any of these factors because one of the factors might be the whole entire ball game for one person, and it might not affect someone else who has the same factors, but you know, another factor is their whole ball game and, and it's like either way that's the ball game you either feel withdraws or you don't or you experience them or you don't or you have them or you don't and how much mind over matter has to do with that I, I don't really like want to get into all that i just want to know like what people say they're experiencing and and that's i'll just take it as truth so let's keep it simple but i can't keep it simple because there's just so much that goes into it um i think at the end of the day if something is interacting with receptors in your body regardless of where they are what they are and how often you interact they interact you know your body is going to get used to the idea that it's something that can happen in life right i mean like that's that's kind of just the nature of our bodies they need to recognize things um because because we can't just assume everything's poison or else we wouldn't be able to eat anything so like our bodies have to learn how to recognize different things that we intake and use them um, and if they he takes it all the time, then I'm sure that that creates something that's consistent and uniform. And like when it's not there, all of a sudden what happens? So I, I feel like there's probably an effect, even if it's so small and micro level that no one, ex- that like not no one that the person who's taking creative doesn't experience a withdrawal at all when they stop taking it. It doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't something going on at the very low level, but whether or not that makes it up the chain has to do with all these factors and more maybe maybe that's it oh man i am sorry you guys i've tried to be so structured today (laughs) it just ended up being like a mess me just like throwing away my filter forgetting you're even here for part of the episode and and letting my thoughts spill out everywhere so anyway i guess that's just part of the ride with this show 
Thanks so much for sticking with me and for staying in the car. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully I'll make it less of a journey and more of a a, a podcast episode. <laughs> All right, everybody, take it easy. Have a great day. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Thank you.